0: So as it stands at the moment, Australia 5 for 176 with Smith on 50, Carey on 5. I mentioned earlier at one point, Australia 4 for 16 and then 4 for 46 when Mitch Marsh was dropped by Abdullah Shafiq at first slip and uh, the lead was only 100 and it could have been a lead of 100 with only 5 wickets in hand before that partnership of 153 has uh, really settled things down for Australia. Chris Rogers is live at the MCG, part of SEN's Test Cricket Coverage, and he's speaking to us now on Sports Day on SEN. Chris, thanks for your time.
1: No problem. Whitey, how are you?
0: Oh, I'm going okay. Probably better than Shafiq is just at the moment.
1: I <laughs> uh, couldn't catch a cold, I think. Yeah, there was a poor bloke. He, um, he, he, yeah, he dropped that absolute sitter in the in the first innings off um, David Warner when when he was on two. And you know you thought that that's not good enough, but but probably dropped an even easier one uh, uh, in that in that second innings, and, and it's cost their team dearly. I think that, that that would have, as you said, that would have made it for five for a hundred, and they would have been in the box seat. I mean the wicket is flattening out, uh, and, and they probably thought that they'd be able to somehow find those other five wickets even on a on a flat wicket. Um, and then chase down Australia. But now it looks like that that, that lead is getting to a point where it might be a bit too many for them to chase.
0: Yeah, even just watching Alex Carey at the moment, he's five off 22 balls. He's got this real tense look on his face. If he was coming out there with Australia um, at five for 46, it could have been a totally different match. From a a coaching point of view, you also coach Victoria and you've coached uh, all around the world. What do you say to Abdallah Shafiq in that situation when you come off?
1: Oh yeah, I mean that, that, that's a good question. I think that he, he's got to stay in this game. It, whatever happens now, I mean he he's been taken out of first slip, but he's still got a big job to play in this game. Pakistan are not out of it. They 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 could somehow find a way to chase this down, but for that to happen, you're going to need Shafiq to to contribute because he looked, you know, arguably the best of the batters in, in the yep. first inning. So so I mean that's cricket. You know, people drop catches. Not means to drop catches, um, but he still has a job to do. You, you can you can talk about you know what they're going to do about the Smiths catching after the game, but right now there's still a game to be won. Now, Chris, with Australia at four for 16, everyone in Australia watching would have been shocked and surprised at what we'd seen in this second innings from Australia. Was it as simple as the changing conditions made it really tough to bat, or was it? Uh, the fact that Hamza and Afridi were just absolutely nailing their line and length and making it really difficult for the Australian batters. Uh, a bit, bit of everything, I think too that, um, that 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 little three over spell that Australia had to come out and and, um, and face just before lunch that's just a nightmare for an opening batter. There's there's nothing to gain there, um, and the bowlers have everything to gain. You know that they, they can. They can bowl some bad balls and get away with it. Um, it's not really going to hurt too much. But um, they came out and, and really, Afridi uh, uh, set the tone. He, he bowled, you know, a beautiful ball to to Kwaaja. And, and at different times, Kwaaja missed those those balls. But in this stage, he found an edge. And then uh, Lapashane, yeah, he probably just was a bit tentative. But equally, when you get a ball... On the leg side, you instinctively just go to work it down the front leg and, and you feel unlucky when you, you you've hit it to the keeper. And from there, um, Pakistan had their tail up and, and Hamza bowled, you know, had a bit of luck with the, with the Warner dismissal. But the ball he got Travis Head would probably be the best ball he's ever bowled. So um, it just was a, just a bit of a perfect storm there for, uh, um, for Pakistan. The ball was swinging. They've got swing bowlers, um, and, and, yeah, they look like they, they were going to create an opportunity every over. But, um, you know, and then they they took a bit of a gamble, I think, bringing Jamal on. I thought they could have gone back to a freedy who could have switched round as he only bowled three overs after the, the the lunch break, which was a bit of a surprise. But they went with Jamal. He went for three fours in that in his first over. The first ball that second over, he found the edge of, of Mitch Marsh, um, and that should have been Pfeiffer. It should have been a masterstroke by the captain, but the catch was dropped. And from there, you know, I think that they just dropped the bundle as well. So, um, yeah, I think it was a bit of a perfect storm for, for Pakistan. And, and, and um, yeah, it was unfortunate for them. They couldn't keep that momentum going. And so you mentioned that the pitch is starting to flatten out. So the lead is currently 230. What do Pakistan need to keep Australia under? to be any sort of chance in this game of chasing this total down? Oh, look, I, I think... I mean, I have to keep it under 300, I think, the first and foremost. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, they would have been hoping, with their start, if they could have kept Australia under 200, I think that they would have thought that that was a, that was a, a pretty good chase. Um, we just started to see a little bit of up and down, and Steve Smith got one that... um the nip back at him, and then the next ball bounced high and and hit the handle uh, of his bat. So there's a bit happening for the bowlers. You'd probably say Australia are pretty confident already. Um, But, yeah, I don't think Pakistan can can concede too many more, that's
0: for sure. Mitch Marsh, he he got 90 in the second innings in Perth, and then he's got 96 here in the second innings, notwithstanding the fact that he was dropped. we've, We've already spoken about that. Did you think he had this... Capability, Chris, to be able to bat the way he's batting, and really locking in that number six spot for a long time because he's batting like a real number six.
1: Uh, I think over recent times, yeah. It, I mean, it, it seems too so whenever he played for Western Australia, he was he was he was doing what he hadn't done before, and that was being consistent and getting runs, um, yeah, all the time. So um, from that point of view, it, it, it seems that. Something's clicked, and not to mention his his white ball um, uh, uh, performances uh, for for a number of years. So, I, I think he's found something um, late in his career, and it was a bit the same with his brother as well. You know, it was they, they just seemed, both brothers have seemed to get better the, the older they've got. Um, and yeah, that what I liked about his innings though was he came out he he could have easily just kind of gone in his shell and thought, I've got to defend here and get through for a period of time. But he, he didn't. He decided to try and put pressure back on the boulder. Um, he knew he had Steve Smith down the other end. Um, and he had a bit of luck. And sometimes you need a bit of luck. But, but he made that count. And he, and, he, and he scored so quickly that the game kind of got away from Pakistan really quickly as well. I think if they'd got... Um, if they'd got Mitch Marsh out there and, and bowled it at Carey and Smith, that the scoreboard wouldn't have been going anywhere. So that, that innings was just so crucial from the point of view that he, that he took on the Pakistani bowlers when when Australia were in trouble.
0: Yeah, and that's, that's why I made the comment about he's batting like a number six. It's kind of like that's the way to bat in that position. And I loved in the last test where he said, when there was talk about him potentially opening, he said, well, I don't think I am an opener. I think I'm a number six. I think that's where... I play my best cricket, which kind of forces the selectors um, to, I guess, pivot a little bit on, on how to use Cameron Green because they want him in the team. Do you, as someone that has opened the batting and done as well as you've done for such a long period of time, do you think he can open Cameron Green, or do you think it needs to be a, a specialist in that position to open the batting with Usman Khawaja? Ah.
1: Uh. I guess the, the the question you have there, though, White, is we don't know because he's yeah. never done it. Yeah, that's fair. So, so I think if he's if he's going to put his hat up, uh, his hand up to to open the batting for Australia, he should be doing it for, for Western Australia.
0: Yep. And then you
1: get a bit of a better form guide on, on how he goes. So, you know, if you if you're putting him up to open the batting now, you're gambling. You're hitting the gamble button. You you're, you're not exactly sure. And and all that goes with with opening the batting. It, it you know, it's a, it's a different thing altogether. Even in between innings, you know, having to come off, get your pads on, get back out in ten minutes, and the mental preparation that goes with that. So I I dare say that, from, yeah, I think from my point of view, I, I think if he was if he was going to open the batting for Australia, I'd, I'd I'd like to see him do it for for Western Australia first.
0: I reckon that's a really important point, and I think it's something that you've done yourself at Victoria as a coach is that you saw an opportunity, and, and the Australian selectors saw an opportunity that, that Will Pukowski could possibly be an opening batsman, but he wasn't opening the batsman for vi- batting for Victoria. He was batting three or four, and and it was a, a bit of a project to actually move him up the order, do that for Victoria, do well, and then get selected for Australia as an opening batsman.
1: Yeah, I mean, even you want to set the player up for success, yeah. you don't want to set them up for failure, um, and you want to give him that uh, that soft launch, I, I, I think, um, into it. So, it, so yeah, uh, only you know that only the Australian selectors will will know which way that, that they're thinking. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess they, they, they'll leave themselves open for, for a lot of criticism if if they you know they they propel Green up to open and and he was found out not to be the right position for him and 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 they burnt him a little bit. So. Um yeah, it'll be interesting. And there's a bit of pressure on the selectors with this one to get it right. There is definitely pressure on the selectors. So, Chris, being an opening batsman, who would you go with then? It's still a test away. We know David Warner's going to play in Sydney. But against the West Indies, who would be your selection?
0: <laughs> is this with uh, Chris's Essien <laughs> cricket commentary hat on or his Victorian <laughs> cricket coach hat on? We'll try and take that bias out of it.
1: Yeah, I, it's. I mean, it's a... I guess I, I will answer it always as, as, as Marcus Harris, and then you know I, clearly people would, um, will see that 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 I have a bias, so it's a, it's a bit harder for me to answer that one. Who, who I, do you I'd think I'd they could go see, then? I'd love to see Marcus Harris get get to go. Um, I think he, he's ready. He probably plays in uh, in different conditions uh, quite well, um, and yeah, he's, he's, if, if he was um, ever ready to go, it's probably now. he's, 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 he's He's had a child there's and there's a bit more maturity there. He seems he seems quite at peace with, with how things are going. Um, yeah, I think he's ready to go.
0: And I think the reality is he has been next in line for the last two years and he hasn't done really a lot wrong to lose that place in the order. It's just been a long time to wait. I kind of feel like if he gets the opportunity against the West Indies and against New Zealand... It becomes up to him as to whether he's here opening the batting in a home summer against India based on what he does in those four matches. And if that doesn't work, well, then they can have a look at Cameron Green. And as Chris said, Cameron can open the batting for Western Australia for three or four matches and see how he goes before next summer. But I, I do believe he deserves the opportunity. He's got 200s already this summer for Victoria. And then he got a really good 70 against Queensland at the MCG and um, I think he's had it. Un, 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 uh, I think he's had it a lot tougher than a lot of the other domestic batsmen around the country, based on the conditions he's had to face. Um, and I think you've got to look at it over a long period of time and not just an isolated two or three matches to determine who replaces David Warner. But that's just my view. Um, oh, I
1: think you're making a good point there, Whitey. And, and one of the things that, that goes unnoticed is Victoria's only won one
0: out of six tosses. So, yeah, correct. Um,
1: and, and every and every time we've lost the toss, we've been thrown into bat in, um, in 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 pretty favourable bowling conditions. And, and, yeah, that's an excuse, no no doubt. Um, but, yeah, the, all these things uh, contribute.
0: Well, I don't think it's an excuse. I think it's just reality and its circumstances. Um, and there are a number of those, you know, a spinner can have that situation where he's not getting an opportunity to bowl last to win the test match, and he doesn't get much of a chance in the first innings. Um, it can happen to everybody where there are circumstances around uh, around statistics, and I think from a point of view of people that love to follow domestic cricket, they tend to look at the scores as opposed to actually look at the circumstances of the dismissals. It's really easy to to, to get on Google and check the stats, but there's a whole lot more to it than just stats. Anyway, that's my, that's my <laughs> soapbox. <top. laughs> I'll let you go, Chris. You might have a bit more work to do before the end of the day. Thanks for joining us. Good on you guys. Thanks. Chris, Thanks. Chris Rogers joining us there on Sports Day Live from the MCG. Sorry, I got a little bit passionate about that, but